and welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Town Play Suites, Waco Northeast. This episode, the art of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame with official Texas Sports Hall of Fame artist, Robert Hurst. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Town Play Suites Waco Northeast. I'm Jackson Michael, author of The Game Before the Money and writer-director of We Were the Oilers, The Love You Blue Era. This episode, we celebrate the artwork of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and the Hall's longtime official artist, Robert Hurst. He's a dear part of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's family and has been painting official portraits of inductees since 1997. If you've been to one of the induction ceremonies, you've likely seen him hand one of those portraits to an inductee as they're being inducted. And if you've been to one of the banquets, you've certainly seen his artwork. He's got many wonderful stories to share about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, his artwork, and Texas sports history. Robert was born in Houston. You could say he was born to be a Houston Oilers fan. Well, I was born in 59. Oilers came to be in 1960. By 61, we were at practices. My dad and me, probably just us two. So we used to watch him practice out there off of Fannin Street where the old Derrick was. And uh, it was just dusty and dirty and on wet days, muddy. But yeah, I mean, that was some old style football back then. I think the first time I went to a practice, I was only two. The first oiler I remember as my hero was Bob Tolomini. And uh, I think he was an offensive guard. And for, you know, a kid to idolize an offensive guard (laughs) uh, is a little out there. You know, that's back when we had George Blanda and Pete Beathard. Robert says his love of the Oilers had a big influence on his artwork. I've always said I bleed Columbia Blue. Now, my signature for 30 years was Columbia Blue, and I picked it on purpose. You know, I just, I was so tight with that team. I went to both of the pep rallies after we lost to Pittsburgh, you know, so I was in the midst of that. I dated a Derek Dahl in 1981. Earl Campbell, you know, he's the reason I became a sports artist, because of his support. Robert also remembers watching wrestling matches televised from the Houston Coliseum as a child as part of his early love of sports. He also started drawing at an early age. He not only enjoyed drawing, but it helped him see better. Robert had a vision problem as a child, and drawing helped him gain a better view of his friends. Sitting in class, I didn't know what anybody looked like. Uh, Everything was just kind of a blur. Uh, There were no sharp edges to anything. And uh, so I had to sit in the very front row. Um, I went to St. Matthew's Lutheran. I believe it was also off of Fannin, near downtown. And all the teachers knew me in advance, so I could copy off, you know, my fellow students' papers and, you know, I'd be squinting at the blackboard all day trying to read it. But uh, I would take little photographs of my friends, you know, because when you take school pictures, everybody gives you pictures of themselves. And then I would draw those bigger. So I knew what my friends would look like. And that's pretty much how it started. And then I started copying photographs of the pronghorn antelope and uh, buffalo and white-tailed deer. And so up until fifth grade, that's really all I remember doing is portraits of my friends and animals. 
Robert was working jobs at a relatively early age. At age 11, he told his mother that he wanted a motorcycle, and his mother told him if he wanted a motorbike, he needed to buy it himself. He had a job before he turned 12 and bought his first motorcycle before he was 13. Later, he briefly attended Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, although he admittedly didn't achieve much academically. His biggest contribution to the school was a mural of Frank Franzetta's Moon Maid and the Centaur that he painted in the dorm. The administration told him to paint over it at first, but the mural stayed for years after Hearst left the school. Hearst returned home to Houston and started working at a restaurant called Bobby McGee's. He says that experience opened him up and introduced him to an inspiring group of artists and writers. He then enrolled in the Art Institute of Houston as a first-year student, despite the faculty's recommendation that he enter as a second-year student. I really wanted to go in as a first-year because there were certain classes I really wanted to take, some basic classes, because I was essentially self-taught. Well, it turns out I should have gone in as a second-year student because I didn't realize it, but I was way advanced. I think I won every single competition I ever entered at the Art Institute. At this point, his future path of becoming one of the top sports artists in the United States wasn't on his radar at all. Hearst says he didn't seem to know what direction his life would take when he moved from Houston to Austin in 1985. I never really thought of art as a a true living. Uh, So I just kind of trudged along, and then I hit rock bottom in Houston in uh, 1985. I had 50 bucks and two boxes of clothes, and I took the Greyhound bus to Austin. A friend of mine had a house here that she had already paid for for the following three months, and uh, she goes, well, that ought to give you time to find a job and find your own place. So that's what I did, and bought a bicycle and started riding around and looking for jobs. And my very first job in Austin was working at a picture frame shop, which just happened to be owned by Dalhart Winberg, uh, who's probably the premier romantic landscape artist in the country. He certainly was at that time. Hearst next found himself working for an art studio that created album covers for Clifford Antone's record label, Antone's Records. Although he still didn't see art as a viable career option, his wife Pam gave him the push he needed to embrace his future career. We were married for about a year. She said, you know, I think you're just postponing who you are. The first time I saw you at your apartment, you had two pieces of furniture. You had a drafting table, a bed, and a drafting chair. (laughs) You know, you had nothing else. And your walls were covered with your art. And she said, I knew that's who you were. She says, so, she goes, why don't you try this out? You know, you, you do your art thing. She goes, I'll help you market. You know, I'll do all the behind-the-scenes stuff, the, the books, and whatever else needs to be done. And she goes, you focus on creating art. And I'm telling you, within six months of that, it busted loose for us. Things busted loose like Earl Campbell or Eric Metcalf on a game-breaking play. In fact... The story involves portraits of both of those Longhorn legends, and Earl Campbell himself got personally involved. A guy had seen a painting I had done of Eric Metcalf at the Pecan Street Festival here in Austin, and he asked me if I could do Earl Campbell, 
And so I, I did the painting, and it was a famous shot of him running over a guy from SMU, and Earl is just completely stretched out. You know, he's got his right arm way out in front of him and his left leg way behind him, and he's parallel to the ground. It's just a, a gorgeous shot. And so I did that painting, and while I was working on it, I was listening to an interview with Earl, and he was working at University of Texas, and I just thought, well, how cool would it be to get Earl to sign this painting for this guy? And so I contacted the University of Texas. It took me a couple of days, but I finally got to Earl, and Earl's like, yeah, just go ahead and bring him by the office. If I like it, I'll sign it. So I went up to his office, and you know, I'm a nervous wreck because, like I said, Earl is my idol. And I had never met him before, and you know he's still as big as when he when he played. This, so um, he asked me how much I got for it, and I told him. And he goes, "I want one." I'm like, "Oh my God, Earl Campbell just commissioned me to do a painting." You know, I said, "Well, what would you like?" He goes, "I want the same thing." I'm like, well, okay. Uh, at the time, doing the same painting twice did not bother me. <laughs> so I did the painting, and he goes, "I want another one." I said, oh, what would you like this time? I kept hoping you know, with the Oilers. There's no, I want the same thing again. So I did a second one for him. Then I did a third one for him. And I did a fourth one for him. And on the fourth one, I said, Earl, I've been thinking about this. Let's do prints. You sign them, I sell them 50-50. It's 50-50 retail. If I sell them retail, it's 50-50 wholesale. If I sell them wholesale. So we wrote up a little contract, and uh, we both signed it. Robert tells us that Campbell was gracious enough to do a couple of signings with Robert in Austin, and the signings helped garner Hearst a lot of publicity for his budding sports art career. We did a signing show at Rooster Andrews, and we did another show at Bevo's Bookstore on the drag, and I rented billboards for a day to advertise, and I advertised in the newspaper, and a couple of the TV stations did little spot articles on them. And I think every TV station in town was actually at the signing. So we got a lot of publicity afterwards. But Earl did both of these for free to help me promote my poster in print. When we return, we'll hear how Robert became the official sports artist of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and more great stories of Texas sports history from Robert Hurst on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Tamplay Suites, Waco Northeast. I'm Bob Lilly and I'm an inductee of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and I'm on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Tamplay Suites, Waco Northeast located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll also enjoy the Tamplay Suites' free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you come to Waco, make the Tamplay Suites' Waco Northeast your home base on the road. Welcome back to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast with official Texas Sports Hall of Fame artist Robert Hurst, presented by the Tamplay Suites, Waco Northeast. 
Robert started exhibiting his work at sports memorabilia shows. An encounter at a TriStar show in 1993 led to more exposure to launch his sports art career to greater heights. I'd only been doing shows for a couple of years, but this guy came up to me and says, look, you know, the Texas Rangers are building a new ballpark, and I'm going to open up the very first art gallery within the confines. He goes, would you like to be one of my artists? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would. So I was one of the first artists that he signed, and the gallery was called the Gallery at the Ballpark in Arlington. And so from 94 to, I think, 2002 or so, I'd go up to the games and paint live, uh, you know, usually two to three times a month. So we had a lot of people come in that gallery, and a lot of them just came in to take pictures of expensive paintings. But, you know, the players, I think it was Kim Griffey Jr. walked in one day and bought like eight paintings right off the wall. But, you know, it introduced us to a lot of the players. We'd get them to come up and do little signings. Brooks Robinson became a really good friend of the gallery. And then whenever the Astros opened up their new ballpark, the owner of the gallery in Arlington also built a gallery there. Hearst became the official artist of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in 1997, while he worked at the gallery at the ballpark in Arlington. And that came about because of going to Arlington so often. I kept coming back and forth, and I would drive by. I kept seeing these signs for Texas Sports Hall of Fame, but every time I went by, it was closed because it was usually, you know, late evening after a game. And so I just, I stayed in Arlington an extra day and had my portfolio with me, and I walked into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and asked them if they had ever used an artist to honor their inductees. It was uh, Jay Black and Steve Fallon. Steve was the president of the Hall of Fame, and Jay was the curator. So we just, we fit together really well. And so the first year I did the artwork, I did everybody on a single poster, which I learned quickly was a mistake because, you know, everybody wants their person. They don't want all these other people. And so the following year I did 10 separate paintings. And the second year was a huge year. Roger Clemens, Akeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler. We had a class of 10. Robert and his artwork have earned an important place at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. He has also built friendships with many of the inductees. He cherishes the memory of getting to spend a day with Sammy Baugh at Baugh's Ranch. He also greatly enjoys inductees swapping stories at the annual golf tournament hosted by Bob Lilly. I guess I've been the artist for the Hall of Fame for eight or nine years. It was the night before the golf tournament, which is always in June on Father's Day. Anyway, I run into Don Talbert out in the parking lot, and he's got a cooler in the back of his pickup truck, and it's full of beer. So, you know, I'm talking with him for a few minutes, and he goes, hey, you want beer? I said, sure. So we sit out there, and, you know, we're just talking, and he's telling stories. And then I think Walt Garrison was the next person to walk up, and then Lawrence Elkins. It just kept growing and growing and growing. How many people, you know, would, would join us? And so after two years, I think we just kept it in the parking lot. And the third year, I made arrangements that we could go inside the hotel and just hang out in the common room. And so we started doing that. And every once in a while, we would move to somebody's room or you know, move here, move there. But uh, the common room is pretty much where we have it all the time now. Robert said those story sessions helped create friendships and shares with us a funny story about how Baylor star Lawrence Elkins learned that Robert was the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's artist. That's how I got to know everybody. 
know, how I got to be good friends with so many of them. And uh, another funny little thing is, you know, I've been doing this with the, the group, and it was it was pretty much the same group. It was, uh, you know, El- Elkins and Talbert and Bradley and uh, Garrison, and, you know, I guess there were about eight or nine of us. And so after about five years, you know, Lawrence Elkins is being inducted into the Hall of Fame, so I call him up and say, hey, Elk, I need some photos of you. He goes, uh, sure, sure, what do you need them for? I said, well, I'm doing your painting for your induction. And he just says, uh, that's who you are? You're the artist? <laughs> he had no idea. You know, I was just the guy there sharing stories for all these years, as far as he knew. Robert said that he had great times calling up inductees and discussing their future portraits with them. He said that often he would ask them if they had any ideas of how they wanted it done, and Robert usually gathered a general idea of what the portrait would look like within 10 or 15 minutes. Besides painting portraits for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Robert paints critter art, music art, western art, and many other sports-themed art. One outstanding piece of sports art is his Texas Legends print of Sammy Baugh, Daryl Royal, John David Crow, and Doak Walker. The piece comes complete with an autographed onion skin signed by each of the four Texas football icons. Robert discusses how he obtained the autographs. Dan Jenkins had written books on all four of those guys, and he was doing a compilation book, and for that compilation book, he was going to insert these onion skins that were autographed by all four of them. Coach Royal had told me about it years before, and when he passed away, his big auction was just like a couple of days afterwards. And everybody came out of the woodwork, you know, to buy his rings and, I mean, anything University of Texas related. And so these onion skins, there were 250 of them, and that's all that they were going to be. And each of the onion skins is individually signed by all four of them. And so the first batch came up, and it was a batch of 50, I think, uh, and it just it went through the roof. It was 10 times more than what I was hoping to pay. But they had broken the 250 up into several batches. They sold some, you know, five in a batch. And then there was one at the very end of the auction that was 75. So most everybody had left the auction by that time. So I put in a blind number that I was willing to pay and left. And they called me later that day and said I got it. So as soon as I got the onion skins, I did a painting of the four guys in one piece and did a real small G-clay print of it you know, like 11 by 14, and then I include the onion skins in that piece. It's a really cool collector's item. I think it's one of the coolest things I ever did. Robert believes he has about 20 of the 75 prints remaining. When asked about the artwork he's done for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Hearst believes that his portrait of 2001 inductee Norm Cash stands out. I think that the the Norm Cash painting, out of all my paintings, I think is the most perfect painting I've ever done. Every time I look at that Norm Cash piece, it's like, yep, that dot is in the exact right spot. Yep, that little smear, I couldn't have done that better. You know, half the painting is accidental, and it's perfect. That's my big thing on the Norm Cash. I think it's the most perfect painting I've ever done. Robert Hurst has been the official artist for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame since 1997. 2021 represents his 24th year associated with the Hall. He was recently 
diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He finds it physically difficult to paint now because of his health, but he hopes that he can continue on through the 2022 ceremony to mark 25 years with the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You can support Robert and view and purchase his artwork via his website, adamfineartist.com. Again, that's adamfineartist.com. You can find prints of official Texas Sports Hall of Fame artwork there, as well as his Texas Legends print and dozens of other outstanding sports, music, and Texas-themed artwork. Please visit adamfineartist.com to connect with Robert and see his nationally recognized artwork. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Town Place Suites, Waco Northeast. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and book your stay at the Town Place Suites, Waco Northeast.